Let's go talk about Michigan's win over Alabama and OT, and I'll get us thoughts on the Lions and what happened Saturday night. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of the Lions and a former broadcast partner of Dan Miller on the Lions Radio Network. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well, Bill, and Happy New Year to you. Yeah, back at you, man. Uh, you know, I I know the Washington State Rose Bowl co-national championship was a big game, but, you know, Ryan Leaf, Washington State, they weren't the same opponent as Alabama, the modern era, Saban's dominance. I I know the national championship will be the crowning achievement of this season, but I don't know if I've seen a more important victory for Harbaugh or Michigan football than what I witnessed yesterday in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it was, uh, you know, Jim, you know, Jim's had signature wins, and I think you can't discount the Ohio State victories, uh, especially the one at 21 when he really got the monkey off his back. That was monumental. That kind of set up the next two years. And then last night, getting the monkey off his back from the college football playoffs. He hasn't won there. Uh, and other than his first year, he didn't win a bowl game. So I agree with you. It's monumental, but it also sets up the next one. And, and the next one will be more monumental than the last one. So that's where you are, but that's where you want to be. You, you know that if you get to play in the last game of the college football season, you're playing in the game. And uh, that's really important, and that will you know, go a great deal in setting up the legacy of Jim Harbaugh at the University of Michigan. What was the most impressive thing to you uh, that you know, start to finish in that game, the one thing that stands out or stood out to Jim Brandstatter? I, I told you about it a week ago uh, when we talked before the game. I thought it was going to be a game of the line of scrimmage. And, and Michigan's defensive front and offensive front, when it was the most critical, dominated the line of scrimmage. And that, to me, that was the difference in the game. When it got to overtime and Michigan's first possession, two runs, 25 yards, and, and Blake Corum goes in and scores. And, and on uh, Alabama's possession, fourth down with a chance to win it, they tried to go through the line of scrimmage, and they've got nowhere. And, and that dominance at the line of scrimmage, holding Alabama under 300 yards total offense, first time in, what, 15, 18 years? And, and, and sacking the, the quarterback six times, that just doesn't happen to Alabama. And that dominance of the line of scrimmage was, to me, the most impressive part of that victory last night. Jim Brandstetter, former voice of Michigan football, joining us. Uh, so looking at the matchup with Washington, from what you've seen of Washington on TV, uh, like I said, four-and-a-half-point favorite for the Wolverines. Do you like them to finish the perfect season Monday night in Houston? Well, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see him win. I'm a Michigan guy. I love him. But I, I will tell you this. I, I have not seen in, in a long, long time a quarterback like Michael Penix. That guy just does not get sacked. Uh, it seems like they have a system or a program where if anybody gets close, this guy has a place to go with the ball. He doesn't even look, and he throws it, and he completes it. Some kind of outlet, some kind of safety valve, where if anybody gets close to him, yeah, he gets the ball away. He just is a guy that does not get sacked. And, and I think the key to the game will be Michigan's defensive ability to put pressure on Michael Penix. Um, a great quarterback. I don't care if you're Tom Brady, greatest of all time. If you put pressure on him, force him to move his feet, uh, force him to be uncomfortable, get off his spot, they're not as good. And I, and I think that's what Michigan has to do, I think, against Washington. 
Want to get your thoughts on what happened Saturday night? I don't with the Lions in Dallas. The call, the illegal uh, touching. Were you watching the game live? Did you see it afterwards yeah. on DVR? Yeah, I no, I, I watched it live. And you know, Bill, I did Lions games for thirty-one years, and I thought I'd seen it all. Uh, and I, I put it in the top three uh, screw jobs of the National Football League with the Detroit Lions. Uh, it, 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 it rates up there with the time that Calvin Johnson caught a touchdown pass at Chicago. Uh, both feet in, his hip hit, his shoulder hit, and he gets off the ground. He puts the ball on the ground to kind of push himself up and left the ball on the ground. They ruled it incomplete. That was one of them. The other one was a interference call in Dallas against Brandon Pettigrew that they picked up the flag. It, it was clearly interference. If some referee comes in and says, pick up the flag, it wasn't. It was interference, and they picked that up, and it was in Dallas. And then the other night, that one was just as bad. Top three bad calls. And they all go against the Lions. It's just egregious. Uh, the league screwed up. The referee screwed up. And the Detroit Lions had to pay for it. Otherwise, they have a victory in Dallas. And the NFL comes out, and I thought they might be harsh, and they actually defend Allen, the head official, and they say that the Lions misled the officiating crew, that there was deception. They're uh, making a reference of deception. And, you know, you watch all the video, and you're like, wait a minute. Um, it seemed normal. I know they wanted to try and keep it as secret as possible. That's why I think they sent over three guys kind of talking to the officials, and the official missed it. I, I still don't get, Jim, and I, I can't get over this after, after I watch it on DVR, why the officials never huddled and talked about it. I, hey, Bill, you and I both, everybody, I, it, it's simple. Get it straight, guys. And, and they didn't. And uh, the Lions paid for their mistake. The league's always going to cover for them. You know they are. But I, I mean, that's just that just covers up. A, I think, to be quite frank, uh, over the last four, three or four years, I thought the officiating in the NFL has kind of uh, de- de- deteriorated. It, it isn't as sharp as it once was. And I think that the other night was just a clear indication of it. Uh, I... I the league's not going to have their officials go wrong because that's they're not going to criticize their own officials. They're not. They should, I think. Rex Ryan had a great tirade on one of the um, ESPN pregame shows on the Sunday morning after that event and said, just tell the truth. People appreciate it if you tell the truth. Say, hey, we screwed up. We're sorry. You know, I think people would get over that rather than them try to cover uh, for an officiating crew that clearly made a mistake. And, and didn't do a very good job. I mean, that's what all of us have to deal with. And uh, but but the NFL says no, we can't do that. And I don't understand it. Well, it's not only a mistake, but it's a mistake where they didn't huddle, uh, they didn't talk about it. Why I think the NFL should have a command center uh, in Manhattan that directly talks to officials that they all discuss it, figure it out. They take. You know, a half hour at times trying to figure out if a ball was juggled or completed the process, and just get it right. Take your time. Get it right. You know, well, and, pick up the flag or, or 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 the call stands. Right. Well, that that would be exactly right. The, the deal to do, but but I think in that case, I mean, the play was over. The Lions had won the game, and then all of a sudden the flag comes out. Now, what are you going to do if you're in you know if you're in New York, and you say, "Oh, pick up the flag. You guys screwed up." I, you know, they're in a real bind at that point. Uh, they should probably do that, but I, that's not the way the NFL operates. Uh, they are the 
you know, the supreme leaders and, and they, what they say is decreed to be correct. It's just, um, it's just that the good, hardworking players and coaches who go about the process and do everything right, and then the guy in a striped shirt makes the mistake, um, they don't admit to it. I don't know. I, I, I wish I had an answer for you. That's why it's so frustrating. That's why you and I are sitting here talking about it, because it's so frustrating to watch that kind of thing happen and know it's easily correctable. And for some reason, whether it's pride, whether it's the protection, they don't, uh, they don't correct it. You would think with uh, outside of FIFA soccer, the largest sports organization on the planet or the most profitable, biggest TV ratings in America. I know they're trying to get to Europe and other continents, but hire full-time officials. Hire, Why not? Hire full-time officials who then are working training camps. You know, they get some downtime like the teams do, but they're working training camps. They show up at the combine and help out. They they go work uh, um OTAs, uh, they do all that. They get ready. You you train with them. You talk with them. They get better. They review what they've done, what some of the best have done, and you'll get better officials. Why not? And clearly, and I, again, this is one of the they got enough money. The league makes oodles and oodles of money. They got enough money to pay a full time crew. A full-time staff of an, of of officials of officials and trainers. They, they've got enough money for that, and they can afford it. So why not? What? That's a great question. Ask Roger Goodell, and I think that maybe uh, maybe who knows? It's moving in that direction because I don't think they can stand, you know, what happened against uh, the Lions in Dallas uh, to happen, say, in a Super Bowl game. Just have full time officials, have full time yeah. pros. I mean, what do you what do you pay them? One hundred and fifty grand a year to be an official, uh, and you you know you get your travel covered, you get your per diem, uh, you get two months off benefits. a year, you work year round. I mean, it, it's so simple. You got benefits, you know. You got a, you got an injury or something. You go to the wherever you live. You go to the NFL franchise, you know, medical staff that's closest to you wherever you are, and you get you get taken care of. I mean, all that stuff is, is, you know, the league could easily put that together. Uh, and they got enough money to do it. So I don't know why. I don't know why. And that's a question for Roger Goodell. Because it would make, I think, everything a lot better. Uh, and I think it would make it more uniform. And uh, I think the officiating would then increase in, in its, you know, uh, efficiency. Sometimes I think the NFL just loves the chaos uh, in, a, in a weird, twisted way. <laughs> That they love people talking about them. That it's uh, not quite WWE. It wasn't stage. It was a blown call. Yeah. But uh, I think Goodell, they kind of see some value in this. Jimmy, I got a roll. Uh, great to catch up with you. Enjoy that Michigan National Championship game on Monday. I will do that. Thanks, Bill. You be well, okay?